You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, man? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today we're talking about some geeky goodness right that i'm still learning about in this world so i hope this wonderful creative team but they're doing a dope show called the game son yeah ain't, ain't what you think guys. this is you know this is on some nerdum level type game all right yeah about to learn about it it's gonna be awesome let me start introducing this wonderful very creative team first up an award-winning producer and the creator the one the only maggie Jorgensen, how you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? All righty. All right. All right. And I hope I get this last name right. But this this one coming up right next. She a director, writer, producer, and an artist. Oh, where like like a whole bundle of geek. The one only so Amanda Sun and Shine. You got it perfectly. Yay! <laughs> and there's no way I could mess the next one up. All right, because she's an award-winning actress, filmmaker, writer, and producer, kicking ass as well. The one, the only, Lauren Henning. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Good. Nailed it. Yeah, but let's let's get it done. Because y'all doing some dope shows, so a dope show together. So I can't yeah. wait to get into the story of the, uh, you know, uh, can I call it a bromance still? Is this, this, <laughs> this man's? I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a showman. Like <laughs> a showman. The showman. Yeah. All right, so it's going to be fun. But, you know, this is Comic Crusaders and, like, Comic Crusaders heroes, comic heroes and all. You know, you guys are, you know, on, on a dope journey here, you know, and, and breaking barriers. So we're going to talk about that, too. I need origin stories. So let's start, you know, with, with Maggie. Maggie, tell me a bit about yourself. Where you from, OG? And what was your first fandom love? And who introduced it if, if it wasn't something that you found on your own? Definitely. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. So hi, I'm Maggie. Um, I grew up kind of being creative. My family was creative. So I, I dove into it really early on. Um, and I, I went to school. I was grew up in Texas, mostly. I was born in Los Angeles, grew up in Texas. And then as soon as I possibly could, I made my way back out to Los Angeles for college. Um <laughs> And I would say that my favorite uh, fandom that I got to got into in high school, I was like duly obsessed with uh, Doctor Who and Supernatural. And I remember those are the first two shows that I would stay up for like three days straight and completely, absolutely binge watch and just like the next season and the next season and then dive into all the fandom like stories and all of the fanfic and everything behind the scenes. You were so a fan fiction person. I got got very nerdy about it. So um, that's, I think, the first fandom. Uh, But I'm out here now. I'm a producer. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I'm a content creator. Just as much as whatever I can get my hands on, I just like creating. Oh, we're going to get into that journey soon, how y'all did it. So uh, let's stop. Lauren, tell me about your origin story. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm originally from Jersey. Um, Hey, East Coast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I uh, also grew up just doing performing arts since I was a kid. And uh, I went to performing arts high school. Then uh, I met Maggie at UCLA, where we studied theater together. Um, But my first fandom was probably 
Pokemon or Lord of the Rings because they were around the same time. I grew up in a mega nerd household where we like read the New Yorker at the dinner table instead of talking. So like I was a part of a lot of fandoms before I had like my full vocabulary. Um, but yeah, uh, probably Lord of the Rings, Pokemon or Harry Potter. I was like deep in them. I love how you yeah. said that. I think I believe that I taught my, my, my girl, my little girl when she was just a, a wee lad, laddie, if you will. Um, superhero name so i would ask mm. you know who is this and she would like look okay this is this yeah. i had to play in that game with a superhero she knew superheroes before she knew cows and cats i think <laughs> <laughs> all right i love so, it yeah I, I love the geekdom world amanda talk about you your origin story where if i could you even got that artistry in there so you know, I got, <laughs> are you a comic book nerd too what's going on here oh uh, yeah so i i grew up in um in new york city and yeah i wanted to be hey, um, Coast, an artist um <laughs> when i was really little um so i was like drawing from the age of two and um so i was really big into disney movies like the 2d animation there so i would draw the the covers of my vhs's um and, did like, you I notice was... anything funny as you were showing the covers? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Little Mermaid? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I didn't did have that notice? one. That'd be worth okay. a lot of money, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, um, I, yeah, I drew the covers of that. I had, like, behind the scenes, like, the Bambi making of, and I was just all, always obsessed with the ways they did the cell art. Um, and then when I got a little bit older, I was also really into to theater because I was growing up in New York, so I got to see a lot of Broadway shows. Um and then I went to um, the, the Fame High School, um, LaGuardia, as a drama major. Oh, and, um, and then I went to college and I got more into um, directing, both for theater and for film. And then I came out to L.A. And, um, Everybody and, goes to L.A. Everybody goes to L.A. Yeah. This is God telling me something, too. I swear to God, every person I've been through lately is like, I was here. And where you at? I'm in L.A. Like, <laughs> you got to come out. <laughs> what, what, what is it? Is this just a land of creativity? It's is the this, weather. It's yeah. It's the weather. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging. I'm digging the vibe. So, okay. So, back to Amanda then. So, all right. So, when did you start nurturing your creativity? Or when did you start taking it serious? Like, what was that journey like for you? Did you have a tribe in your geekdom? And how did that even translate into something you've taken seriously later? I was I was so lucky because my parents are both um, artists. My dad's a writer and my mom's an actor. So oh, they cool. I really I kind of grew up knowing I was going to be in the arts in some way. It was it was encouraged. Um, I was going to go to the science high school because I was like, oh, well, that's like the academically rigorous one. And my parents were like, no, don't do that. To yourself. <laughs> You're an artist. You go to the art school. So oh, I was really, really lucky um, not coming up against anything with that. Um, so yeah, I think my my main transition to working in um, film and, and TV and, and theater was I was too social um, because um, painting um, and drawing takes a lot of time by yourself um, and it's it's not it, it can be collaborative but but the art I was doing um, kind of doing oil painting and stuff like that was very solitary and um, I realized as I got older how social I was and how much I enjoyed collaborating with other people. And so moving into the, the performing arts and, um, and film and TV was pretty natural for me. Uh, but I definitely use my, um, my art eye um, in all of my creative work. So it's definitely served me very well. All right. So about you, Laura, you know, getting into your creativity and that journey. Any yeah. Any tribes? <laughs> um, 
you know, it's funny, even though I did all this, like I, I was really, I was the opposite. I was super antisocial um, and really shy. Um, but the first show I did, I did because my best friend wouldn't hang out with me unless I did this musical. <laughs> and I remember auditioning and I was, I was like, this is my worst nightmare. I hate being in front of people. I hate people. I don't like being around them. And I get up on stage and I realized I couldn't see anybody. And it was like, oh, oh, I just get to play it pretend and I don't have to worry about any of that. Um, and I ended up getting like the, we did Willy Wonka and I, I played Violet oh, Beauregard cool. in that one. Um, and, and after that, I just got the bug. And I was like, I love this. I love, um, this is a way I felt like I could connect with people in a way that made sense to me. Um, so you love yeah, people all of a sudden? Uh, well, <laughs> I like these people. Like, I, like them. <laughs> okay, I like um, them a bit more. Yeah. yeah, I I think it, it gave me a lot of courage to start like um, breaking out of my shell and feeling more comfortable sharing parts of myself that I think before doing theater, I, I wasn't able to do as well. Um, and I think what I love about theater is it gives kids the oppor opportunity to express themselves, but also learn how to communicate in really elevated levels. Because, you know, beyond like Willy Wonka's, you can, you can do some really amazing um, works of art at such a young age. And so you're learning like all these great skills um, in order to, to talk to people. So I think I, I learned a lot um, from okay. that. And that kind of helped push me into like being less antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comics definitely is what helped me get a tribe to be less yeah. antisocial because I was like you, like school people and high school people were just afraid of me just because I was the quiet guy. Yeah. I got really like more talkative after high school. <laughs> yeah, what was your favorite? What was your first comic that you like fell in love with? Well, it was what my mama got me for sure. My mama. Well, we were going to Puerto Rico and it shut me up. We were like uh, Kennedy uh, at the, uh, yeah, what was it? Yeah, the Kennedy Airport. And uh, it was Crystal, the Crystal World number two. I still have that comic. It is tore oh, up, no. but I still oh, have it. And then when I found it here in Queens, I found it, you know, the whole run, you know, with that issue included in mint condition, I had to buy it. And my oh, wow. boy's like, ew, you like that? I'm like, shut up. This is what got me <laughs> into this, yo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, that's my personal trust that so i i what i did was actually frame up my first an og i showed my mother she goes you still have that like she can't believe it wow. like your like your younger brothers can't keep shit but you still have this in <laughs> 10 years old <laughs> that's great yeah 39 years old and wow. i still have it yeah that's crazy yeah wow. how about you man you said you're making me feel older now i'm thinking like, wow i, I just do another white hair thinking about this like where am i <laughs> um, what about me? What my uh, favorite comic yes. was as a kid? No, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah. were you a comic book fan? Honestly, I wasn't much of a. I only She Hulk. I yeah. a, a little bit. I've only recently gotten into uh, like I was that nerd. Like this is barely like getting into comics, but Diary of a Wimpy Kid was like the oh. shit. That's not a I was comic. It's not a comic, but it's what? like a graphic. It is. it is a gra kind of graphic. Yeah, I could yeah. agree with her. I do love the movies. I think I love them more than my daughter because I was <laughs> laughing like 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 a little kid. And even they looked at me like, "Wow, you are you have this little kid mentality." It's like it's just got to get into that space though yeah. to enjoy the movie. So yeah. I really do that, and it's like I, I was laughing, especially with the chocolate bar scene. I, was, I found that hysterical. Yeah. yeah he's, oh yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. a guy. I'm stupid. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so yeah, get into then, you know, serious about your creative space, you know. And, yeah. and did you have a tribe while you were growing up, you know, over there as well that helped yeah. you along or what? No, that's that's a super good question. Um, I would say that honestly, my story uh, is very similar to Amanda and Lawrence in the way where I feel like I caught the bug early and I was really like influenced by my parents in that regard where they yeah. were both creatives and they were like, yeah, go for it, do it. I think I honestly kind of came out of the womb a little bit neurotic. And so I, at a young age, was like, I am going to do this. I'm going, this is what, (laughs) this is my career. I've decided at the age of like 10, you know, kind of a deal. And it's funny to think that, and I, that career specifically then was like, I am going to do that. She's going to cry. She goes, make an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as she came out the womb, make an appointment. I'm ready. (laughs) exactly and so I felt like it kind of like going to college and like really kind of like being gung-ho about that uh and then after college really finally doing it on my own for the first time um I felt I felt kind of I would say that lack of a tribe being an actor just an actor specifically because it feels like you're always put in competition with other people um, mm-hmm. to get the role and there's only this many roles and there's this many people auditioning for it. And it just felt like a very, it just put me in a bad mindset, I would say. And so I feel like I really started to find a tribe and started to enjoy the collabor- collab- collaborative aspect of um, like creation and creating a project and producing a project. Um, after I kind of like fell out of love of acting and started diving more into like content creation and producing and production and stuff like that. And I'd say that's where I, uh, Lauren has been a part of my kind of group for a very long time. We founded a production company, uh, with a few of our other friends who have kind of, uh, tailored off now, but, uh, specifically dedicated to like queer narratives and, uh, female driven narratives. And then the game, obviously, Amanda, we were going to work with something, work with on something last year and it just didn't pan out. And then we were like, once we got into production for this, we were like, this is the dream team. Let's fucking go. Let's get it. Um, so I'd say I really found that tribe with producing and production. Yeah. Great. Great. All right. So here we go. Cause we're getting into it. Folks, we're gonna we're gonna start. I have the awesome trailer to the game, people. Don't you worry, you know. And, and, and while while I'm doing, that, I've been showing these, so I need you guys to follow, show some love. There goes your their TikToks. We got their Instagram. We got their Twitter, and it's below too in the notes. So feel free to click away and show some love. Right, do that for these powerful young women that about yeah. handling their business. That's what I love. Listen, I, 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 I was even telling my coworker today, you know what I'm saying, in, in thanks as we had a, a, a meeting, I was like, all right, you know, I'm very happy and, and thankful that I have been surrounded by powerful women in my life. You know, mm-hmm. my, my mother being an example, my ex-wife, my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, even my coworkers that I see that, that a single mom with busting ass, traveling, still, you know, still doing what they do. Yeah. It's like, wow. You know what I mean, so it's like, when I, when I hear some, People say some crazy shit. I was like, yeah, oh my God. Like, how could you not see this? Yeah. It, 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 don't you see the example at home yourselves? People yeah. stop the nonsense. Yeah. Right? So the love, right? So, so talking about showing the love, not even the story of what I like to call the bromance or the showmance here. So talk about how you guys actually all met. I, I love hearing these stories. And I want to get, I want everybody's side of this. Mm. Sometimes it's funny how someone else views it. 
uh, and I'm gonna throw a manic seal quiet in the corner over here. Like, <laughs> I'm quiet. <laughs> right now, <laughs> for New York, I'm you need to be louder. Quiet. Hey, I'm a New Yorker from Brooklyn. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got loud. Come on. All right, so, man, talk to me. So, what's your side of, of the bromance here of how you met uh, uh, this group? Yeah. So, um, back in 2021, um, I, uh, a longtime collaborator of mine who actually went to my college, uh, Patrick Meany, uh, connected me with Lauren because Lauren was looking for a director for a uh, short film that she was working on. And I was actually in New York filming um, a short of my own for an anthology series. So we couldn't collaborate, but we, we met up or I can't remember if it was a phone call or we met up in person, but we really got no, along we well. And um, we, we knew we wanted to collaborate on something. So we kept in touch. We tossed around a few ideas. We had meetings on a few different projects. And I, it just it didn't move forward or it didn't click. But, but we knew we wanted to work with each other. And then Lauren came to me um, with this idea. She, she remembered me saying that I went to a, a weekly game night and that it was a really big part of my um, getting through COVID socially um, <laughs> was doing this weekly <laughs> okay. game night. And she had this this uh, series that she had written, I think, over like Thanksgiving break. And she was like, oh, Amanda would be a perfect fit for this. And I, I, I watched the table read and I was like, OK, yes, this is definitely something that I'm interested in. It's, it's funny. It's got really strong characters. And uh, we just got to work right away on it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Look at that. All right. So, Maggie. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say that Amanda definitely kind of hit the hit it uh, on the head with that in terms of how all three of us kind of really came together. I have um, Lauren and I met in college, as she said, at the very first first day of college, and we were kind of like first day, yeah, okay. first, first day, day of college, and we were really from that moment on kind of like attached at the hip. Psychomagnetism. Um, there you go. Boom. Exactly. Just yeah. like one of those like zoop moments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're on the same path. Let's exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I feel like as we've moved along just within our friendship and our relationship and everything like that, it's we've uh, definitely like pulled each other into the projects that we're doing. So this was something that like I've never played or before prior to this entire experience. I had never played Dungeons and Dragons before. Okay. Uh, and I was didn't necessarily consider myself a super nerd. Um, <laughs> you're Maggie's reading like a book about astrophysics. She's a super nerd. She's <laughs> <laughs> oh a nerd on a different level. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I considered myself like that kind of nerd and I definitely got into the fandoms when I was like in high school, but I feel like in college I didn't that like didn't grow as much you know or didn't build as much yeah. so I feel like it kind of like dissipated mm -hmm. but diving into this I was really feel like I was able to explore my like weirdo-ness because in the <laughs> uh, in the show I play a girl who is obsessed with pugs as am I I am obsessed with okay. pugs and she kind of like takes it to the nth degree and definitely is is a little bit psychotic about it and is <laughs> <laughs> like toes that line of like are you obsessed with pug or do you think you are a pug you know and <laughs> I don't think she could answer that question for herself um all of that being said uh I uh, I kind of got pulled into this project and was like how do I where do I fit within there? Lauren was like, we want you to be a part of it. Amanda was like, we want you to be a part of it. I was like, I, where do I fit? You know, and I, I feel like I tried to 
put my skills or put on the hats and where I felt like they were most useful and also most fun. Because I think that that's something that all three of us really try to do is, is bring an element of fun into it, you know, because I don't feel like it shouldn't feel like work. And this is such a fun, like comedic experience and comedic show that you really want to have that outside of it yeah. too, you know, Absolutely. you want to have that environment on, on set and everything like that. Absolutely. I don't think that answered your question. <laughs> I don't know. No, but you can answer your story. I hear you. I hear you. It was all creative. You guys were talking. So, go ahead, go ahead, homie. I gotta hear your side now. <laughs> um, yeah, we met first day, and um, Maggie and I bonded really quickly over our love of. Well, what was it? What was it about Maggie's energy? That oh, man. Well, no, ironically, when I met Maggie, I thought she was really cool, actually. Um, now I've realized that she's not that cool. She's a dork like me. But I, th- I thought Maggie was like the coolest kid. And um, I, I just really respect, you know, she she spoke really eloquently. She um, had so many of my exact passions. And so we just uh, got along really well right off the bat. And um, yeah, I think, you know what I will say, because I won't repeat all the same bits of the story, but um through going to school together and through the past like six or so, six or so years, like I've seen Maggie perform and she's probably one of the best actors I've ever met in my entire life. And oh. as she's fallen out of acting, I, it was really important to me when we were creating this show that she be in it. Um, and so when I was thinking of different characters she could be, I knew the one way I could get her to be in the show is if there were pugs involved somehow. <laughs> um, and so that's really how like the pug character developed. Um, but yeah, uh, after after school, um, you know, we've remained, you know, we started uh, dating and now we like, we have our company together, we live together, we're, we actually, it's, and it works. Um, and then yeah, we worked on um, our film last, last year, I don't even know what year it is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 2021, <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, I was uh, uh, given Amanda's name and just so blown away by how organized she is, by how diligent, how intelligent. Um, uh, and I was like, that's a person I need to work with because she's going to elevate what I do. And that, like, that's my favorite thing about working with these incredible women is like, I have to work harder because they're so good at what they do. Um, and I think that's the dream in any collaboration. Well, absolutely. You guys are not, you know, although collaborated, they really got to outwork one another. And then you guys want to create such a beautiful product. You guys want to see a sample of it right now? Check it out, yeah. folks. Yeah. Check it out. Check out this awesome, the official trailer, 2022 of The Game. Tell me, adventurer, do you seek a magical world filled with fearsome monsters, championed by brave heroes? Well, we have that. Sort of. Jesus Christ. Okay. That is what I am talking about. You will pay in blood. So stoked to be here, guys. Charge! No, no. You don't talk to me. He's the character. You talk to him. Oh, cool. 
<laughs> I'm over here dying in the background. So now I see the obsession in that outfit. Oh my! <laughs> really? Yeah. So somehow yeah. in the D and D universe, there is the pug master, if you will. <laughs> yeah, we shifted it a little bit from you know. There's a there's a character that you can play called the Bugbear, which is just like a tiny kind of goblin esque, oh uh, fuzzy Pretty small true. character, and we changed it to a pug bear. Because yeah. she gets really angry that she can't play a pug. Yeah. yeah so it, her, her character has all the stats of a, a goblin, but she just happens to be in a pug onesie. And that's and kind the, of how. Oh my God. Her. The god is Pugatron, right? She's <laughs> mm-hmm. right. like a huge yeah. giant pug that breathes fire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what that's the, your dream. One of the jokes of it is that in in the real world, she's walking around wearing a pug onesie. And then in the fantasy world, she's in the exact same pug onesie and just has some (laughs) kid makeup on. Um, While the rest of us are like normally dressed in the the regular world. What's the difference? A little makeup. That's all. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Talk about it because the show does look hella funny, fun. Because I love the intro here. It looks so serious all of a sudden. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So t- talk about the creation of the show, the inspiration behind it, and how f- how long it took, how much fun yeah. with it. I mean, yo, yeah. and this is a diverse cast, what I see, too. So it's like, you yeah. ladies were working hard here. So let- let's get into the origin of this. So all right, so talk about why this show, why this D&D, what was it about it specifically that, that you guys said, I got to do a show about this? Yeah. Um, so our, my, my co-writer and co-creator, Matt, who's, who's not on this, uh, interview with us, but he, he is <laughs> such a big D and D fan and he went to college with Maggie and me and, um, he's been trying to get me to play Dungeons and Dragons with him, like do a campaign for as probably since <laughs> like our sophomore year of college. Um, and there was something about it that always made me feel left out of the D&D space. It felt like something that I, I didn't know any, I didn't have any girl friends that had played it before. Um, and so it was something I was always really interested in because I'm such a Lord of the Rings game of Thrones. Like I love epic fantasy. Um, and so finally, like this past year, I was like, okay, let's do it. Come over, let's talk Hi. about the campaign. And as you he was describing everything, I know, <laughs> I was like, I'm in, I'm in. I want to be Legolas, um, <laughs> which I guess I kind of am because I get my bow and arrow. Uh, but ultimately when he was describing it i was like oh this would make a really good show why hasn't anyone like done some like i want to watch this i want to watch people play this um and so as we like it just came honestly within 24 hours we had the whole concept down i was like i know that it has to be this duality between you know this uh single cam comedy like a community or uh, it's always sunny. And then, you know, cut to what are these people around the table imagining? You know, because that's the whole yes. point of a game, any role, role playing game, right, is that the power of our own imagination to create worlds and really be there around that table is incredible. And so, like, how can this how can this medium elevate that and really show like, what is it like to have a community to play this game? Right. And on top of that, like when you're in a fantasy world, right, just like in the beginning, you're expecting this like epicness, this like these crazy cool things to happen all the time. And it's like, but ultimately these are just friends hanging out, being dorky, maybe not knowing always what's going on. And so seeing that comedy reflected in it, I was like, that feels like the heart of of what I want to help um bring out in in this in this uh community in this world um and then really quickly we just 
you know, all roped each other in and it kind of like the, I mean, I think we wrote the first, we wrote the whole first season by like this past spring and we were, uh, done shooting by July for the first, for the first episode. Damn, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it done. Kind of post COVID, kind of, right? Yeah. As much as it could be. Yeah. 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 The new reality, but a little bit easier than, than it was, uh, I would suppose. Yeah. yeah. We shot, um, a film back during COVID and it was, it, it was tough. So definitely this time around, we kind of knew what to do to keep everybody safe, obviously, and follow all the guidelines, but, um, definitely less scary <laughs> to be around because, you know, everyone was vaccinated. Less and all scary. That great stuff. Have you seen yeah. the news? They're talking about yeah. that they found new viruses, yeah. you know, in, oh, in yeah. Siberia. From zombie viruses, they're alive. <laughs> oh my God. What is going on? You know, we're going to get the walking yeah. dead for real. So everybody get oh, yeah. city sharp and get your survival packs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and your apocalypse team. Yeah. yeah. It's all about sure. teams. Look at the team behind game right here. Look at this dope poster. We'd be a great I mean, apocalypse team. I yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I would love to see you guys just like that, handling the businesses. I'm screaming at my window. Save <laughs> right? me, guys! Save me! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look at these guys. So talk about this cast. Uh, other than the man already kicking ass. Look, yeah. look, look, look at her back there. Holy shit! Yo. <laughs> um, the most fearsome warrior ever. Yeah, so so in front there, that's um that's Matt playing Brandon. Yeah. So Matt's the so co-writer. The he's our other yeah, in the very Matt. front. That um okay. he's the the co-writer with Lauren. He's our other producer. Um, and so he's playing the um DM, but we call him Game Master in the show. Okay. Um, because we're not officially affiliated with D and D. Um, and uh, yes. he's the one who created the whole. The character's the one who created the whole world. Um, and then on, I don't know how to say right and left. Um, we ha- we have our lovely drag queen uh, sister Angelique. Okay, and white. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's of course Lauren, who's uh, playing Efa, um, yeah. our ranger. Um, we've got a pug bear in the back there, played by Matthew. <laughs> well, um, and then that's Sasha Slaughterkill, um, the dark elf. Slaughterkill. Um, yeah, Christ. played by Amber Lee. Yeah. With a name um, like that, you better be a badass. Oh, yeah. Oh, she is, for sure. She is. Um, and then in the center there protecting them is uh, uh, Garrett, played by uh, Garth Sodatani. Um, yeah. And he's a, and his- he's a, a muscle wizard. So a, mus- a muscle wizard? Or yeah. 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 I've, I will strike you down with my mighty muscles. Pretty that, is, that is pretty That's much it. his whole <laughs> yeah, basically his his character's a, a gym bro um who um is just very enthusiastic oh God, um but really wants to show off his arms. And so when he has this wizard costume, he's like, Oh well, I, I can't I can't be having these long sleeves. Like the guns need to need to have a feature. I will crush you with my nuggets. How do you find these people? Um, well, we went to school with, um, the, uh, with Amberly, who's playing Sasha Slaughterkill. Uh, she was in yeah. Matt's class at UCLA. And then, um, Richard, who's playing, um, Sister Angelique, the drag priestess of light. Um, we had actually cast before in a reading of, um, a pilot Maggie and I had done years ago, uh, called Bad Lesbian. Um, and he was just incredible. And we stayed in contact ever since that reading. And like, 
you know, it's kind of like with Amanda, we were like, we were always searching for the right project to, to work with him on. And when we were developing, I was like, oh, we need Brayshard. We know we need Brayshard. Um, and then uh, Garth, who's playing Dumbledore, um, the wizard, he, uh, he and I were in an um, anthology series that I think will be released on Prime. I'm not sure when. It's been in, in post for a while, but he and I were in that together. Um, and I just had such a good time working with him. So ultimately, it was just like our friends and, and people we've worked with in the past that we were just like, we, we wanted to have it just be such a fun, safe environment and uh, really let this be an actor-centric show where they could curate these people based on themselves and what they wanted to bring to these roles. So is there a bottom line narrative to the story? And, and, and how many seasons are we thinking about here now? Come on. You got, you know, Amanda, how many times you see Amanda? We, you know, oh, every talking about cut, where, pie. there you go. I love it. I love it. Honestly, yeah. I think that this is something that is like, you know, it's like these campaigns and stuff like that go on for sometimes even years. So I feel like there's never going to be okay. any sort of shortage of, of material to work from. Uh, and, and the main character arc kind of that I would say for season one for most of our characters is initially this game starts off as anonymous. Uh, Brandon, our game master, puts it together because he's had like bad experiences in the past. And he's like, no one can bring their personal shit into this. It has to be anonymous. Just here to play the game. Um, and it starts off that way, but very quickly it kind of, you know, people start <laughs> forming relationships. People start uh, forming friendships and things like that. Oh, romances uh enemies not really enemies so much frenemies um, frenemies frenemies. yes exactly exactly alliances etc um and and it really starts to become these people in the fantasy world start to overcome their fears outside of the fantasy world and they're able to take that and bring that back into their life and and just really grow and build and and Mm -hmm. have a community that they can uh lean on and have support with um, yeah. So I'd say the the character arc for season one is is seeing the growth of these characters in their own specific ways, as well as them forming this community that they feel like they can really rely on. And for some of them, it's really the first time that they've ever had a community. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess in terms of like the growth of the show, um, yeah, I won't give a number for how many seasons, but I will say that Matt and I know the ending. Um, that was important there's a lot of even though obviously it is a comedy and like that's not always as important as like a you know game of thrones or a you know eventually lord of the rings is ending like we wanted there to be a full circle to the story um and so i think the ending for this will be really satisfying for for viewers um whenever that comes but uh yeah. So the ending is planned out. It's just a journey yeah. to get there based on how well-received it is, which I think is yeah. going to be dope. I mean, talk about those graphics. Like, I saw that dragon. Like, is this something yeah. you're going to see throughout, that type of cool animation or what? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, our VFX supervisor, Austin uh, Bollier, uh, has a um, a robust knowledge. He he comes from photogrammetry. So um, if people don't know what that is, it's like 3D scanning of um, okay, cool. of objects and things. And so being able to um, use those photorealistic scans to to be animated in the world gives a really cool um, um, effect to a lot of stuff. And then also just building those um, those renders and and um, and finding assets and being able to uh, manipulate them in the space. Uh, so, so we're really excited about that. So, so how do how do you then, as a director, handle that? To hear these scenes mm-hmm. now, that that dragon is obviously not there. Yeah. So how how do you work that? 
you know, those particular scenes when, you know, preparation and endless meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The, what, what I've kind of come to realize, at least the way I direct is the more preparation you can do, the better, Um, especially when you're working um, not with like a limitless budget, although I think that people with limitless budgets should also be prepping as much as possible. I just think it makes everything better. Everyone yeah. comes in day of, they know exactly what they're doing. They know what the goal is. They know contingency plans if something goes wrong. I mean, obviously, mm. especially um, with COVID, like we had backup plans on backup plans, um, yeah. you know, and um obviously when you're on set you want to kind of have that freedom to play a little bit let someone get in an improv take and stuff like that because on set it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be a good time I I think you can really tell um in in comedy films and comedy shows when people aren't having a good time on set it kind of seeps through into the work Mm -hmm. um and and no one really wants that so I think the way to alleviate that pressure is to just know exactly what's happening and be prepared um, so you can have fun that day of. So we knew um, before we ever filmed, so the dragon is is um, is put into an actual um, uh, shot that was filmed day of in the fantasy, okay. um, um, on the fantasy day of the shoot. Uh, so we knew exactly what the dragon shot was gonna look like and we were able to shoot a couple of oh. different options just in case. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I mean, how fun is that? How different is that nowadays, you know, to work that way? <laughs> with, with preparation? Yeah, no, well, not with preparation, like with, with that. I mean, because obviously the dragon is not really there. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I, I can't imagine that, you know, as you know, from the actor perspective, it's like, okay, now you want me to add it. This is a thing that's not there, but it's there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think with, with that rehearsal, rehearsals really help. Um, and Amanda and was really amazing at using rehearsals, not just for like, you know, costume fittings, um, fight rehearsals, right? But made sure that everyone got the chance to explore everything before we got to set mm. and to really like interact with whatever like imaginary, because it is weird, right? And you don't want the first time yeah. you're acting right with a tennis ball that's supposed to be a dragon mm-hmm. or that's supposed to be right. else to be on set. And that happens to a lot of actors. Um, and so I think as in our all, when we wore our producer hats, it was, it was critical that we made sure everyone felt not just like physically safe, but like emotionally safe going into this being like, I, I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do yeah. my best work because of that. Wonderful, wonderful. So I love how Amanda says, you know, so many different plans. Did something happen <laughs> prior? You're like, you know what? Yeah. This will never happen again. Is this just based on your experience? Like, okay, this is going to be fully prepped this time. No, no, no bullshit. So. Well, when you're shooting in a forest, oh, yeah. there's a chance of fire. Oh, damn, yeah. really? And, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, that must have been fun. <laughs> well, Amanda had the best. I mean, Amanda, do you want to talk about the contingency plan that, I mean, you basically curate? I didn't even know about this until that the second day of shoot, what, how we shot day oh, one. So that was so, genius. So I thought it would be kind of a, a, a fun idea to be able to cut basically the way the script is written halfway through the episode, we're in the fantasy world and we're, we're there pretty much until the very end. And I thought it would be kind of fun to have the option to cut back and forth between the fantasy and real world. But logistically I shot the entire episode in the real world in case something went wrong. The second day, we at least had footage covering our entire episode. 
um, if that makes sense. So they're, they're sitting around the table as the D&D players. I shot the entire 10 minute episode that way, as opposed to just the scenes that were supposed to take place there. So if, you know, if there, if there was like a forest fire, if who knows something went down on the second day, we would have, we would still have an episode. <laughs> man, man, I, uh, when the zombie apocalypse happened, I was like, uh, to you know, want you her in be? your corner. Yeah. <laughs> Where oh, will yeah. you be when that happens? Yeah. You know, what, what, where are you again? What stakes, please? Uh, so, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth in between New York and LA. I have <laughs> to. I'll be in the center of the city. I don't know how much help I'll be. I got to get out of there into the uh, middle. People are going to be asking me, do you know someone? I'm like, yes, but she's either going to be in New York or LA. So we're either going to yeah. be here or we're fucked. <laughs> I have oh, to tell man. another funny story that just, uh, you know, highlights once again Amanda's like go to get it done attitude. So at the end of the second day, unfortunately, my car was oh. stolen from what? the set. Yeah. So it was like, it was a where were you again on set? We were, yeah, we were up in Hollywood on set and it was on yeah. the set. Hollywood and, on set and they bagged your, your car. Yeah. And someone yeah. stole my car because it was just street parking. What did you have? Parking. I had a Kia. I had like this mom suburban like Kia. <laughs> she said a mom car. A mom Maggie car. Was literally, Maggie was literally in tears, shocked. And she goes, but it's a mom car. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that shit? There's <laughs> like a Tesla right in front. And I'm like, God, yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, like, really, yeah. Like my car, you had this yeah. shit, motherfucker. You could get the parts even more money. Exactly, but yeah. So it was very bittersweet. Wow, we I'm just sorry. finished all the shooting. <laughs> my car was stolen, and we walk out, and thankfully Amanda was there because I swear to God, if she wasn't, I would not have known what to do. She was like, "We're calling the police," and then like after 15 minutes later, she was like, "We're calling them again, and we're going to call them every single 15 minutes until they get an officer down here and they figure this yeah. shit out." And I was like. Thank you. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, my it car got towed once. That was funny because we were about to go to the beach that morning. Yeah. And we have our key. My wife has the key in her hand. We go outside where we park the car. And the poor oh. girl is like this with the key in her hand, just looking side to side. But I parked here. <laughs> yeah. Scariest moment. It's terrifying. I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, I guess it's, it's gone. The tickets. <laughs> yeah. Back yep. in the day. Pay your tickets, yep. people. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. That was back in the day. Now we good. Don't you worry. All right, so that's the hammer. <laughs> All right, so I, I really can't wait to see the show. So is is it out now? When is it dropping? Where can I see it? Like, what, what, what? Give me the, 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 the DL right here. Give me these details. I need them in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we are finishing up post on episode one and we'll be premiering just a, a glimpse of it at Comic Con this weekend. And then Ooh, at um, LA Comic Con. At yeah. LA Comic Con. Hey, wait a minute, wait, wait, ladies. Hold on. So you you talking about you're gonna you're gonna be live at the con, you have a booth or something, what's pop can yeah. people meet now, now I wish I was going just to meet you guys. I love the oh. the energy, the creative energy you guys. Just through here, through the internet, I feel the energy. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Beautiful, beautiful yeah, vibe, y'all. We'll, we'll be at a, on, on Sunday, we are, we're going to be at a panel. Um, nice. I think it's, it's called That's a Wrap, and, um, we'll have That's all the footage. I don't believe it, it's going to be live, but, um, we'll be posting, um, clips from but, the panel afterwards. All right, but, all right, but, but, so two things, wait. Do you know your booth number so people can visit you and that panel? Yeah. What room is it? 
Um, it's three o three B is the number. B. Okay. Yeah. For the for the panel. Yeah. Sunday. It's on, on Sunday, Sunday at from two at to three. Time? Two to three. Two to and three. then your booth yeah. number is when they want to say hello. Oh, a booth number. I don't think we have a booth. Do we I don't have... think we have a booth. I think we're just oh, showing off just the chilling? panel panels. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just okay. the panel. Okay. And then we'll cool. be cool. we'll be around that whole day. Um, but I said, so who's carrying and... the sign? Like, yeah, watch the game. Right. Exactly. Maggie, I'm carrying you, it. You <laughs> have people in cosplay, you know, dressed in the Thunder and Dragons with yeah, a sign that says, watch the game dropping on, blah, blah. Or, or get a taste like of that. it, you know, whatever. Have two or three cosplayers. For real. I did that for the first time I did like a comic convention to sell comics. I had my brother, he's a cosplayer here in New York. One of the best, right? Oh, Daniel so Black. And so I said, yo, D, you want to dress up for my con? That way you could bring some attention to the table and sell some comics. I'm sorry, man. His cosplay helped a lot. He was just like the question, and he he was the first one that made the mask that with some chemical that it was it would move based on the temperature. Oh, cool. Yeah, so before I saw it on YouTube, he did it. So I was like, damn, Danny, you should have recorded this. I would tell him. <laughs> Copyrighted it, yeah. yeah. Maggie, maybe you should uh, wear a pug onesie on that. I don't know. Yeah, you copyright that pug, the pugsy, the pugsy, yeah. call it. We got to get, we got to get Garth in his muscle robe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A muscle robe. Have a, we'll have have a, a pug and a muscle wizard. And a muscle oh, yeah. wizard. So confuse people oh, and people okay. stop and they will have questions. <laughs> Yes, they will. <laughs> um, but in terms so, of when the, do you hear this episode, madness, I love it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, Comic Con, come check us out Sunday, December fourth, two to three p.m. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of when the episode is dropping, um, to find out, follow our socials. Um, we'll be uh, posting about the premiere date and some special surprises that we have in store for Wonderful. people who will be watching the premiere. Like you mean these socials right here, like on TikTok, which is the game underscore series. Yeah. Individuals you go to yep. uh, Maggie J underscore the awkward gay. Or then you can go to <laughs> at Lau L A U underscore hen. Or then yep. at Amanda Sunshine, you know, all boom, 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 straight up. And then on uh, Instagram is also the game underscore series with individuals Maggie jo- underscore Jorgs. Right there. That sounds gangster, Maggie George. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get that mad one from Maggie George, son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, she's gangster. And then I like show up in a pug onesie. Yeah, right. oh, Maggie yeah. George in the pugsy, yo. Hey. In the pugsy. In the oh, pugsy. Then uh, Lao Hen as well. No underscore this time. And man, the underscore is on the shine this time. She has underscore. And of course, on Twitter, look at it. they got it locked down with the game underscore series. They locked it down. And then on yeah, YouTube yeah. is The Game Series. Check out that channel. Subscribe now. Show the love. All the links are below, so make sure to click away, click away, click away. Use these fingers like George Justin. Just fucking click away. <laughs> and show the love to independent creators, female creators, kick-ass creators that are doing something fun, funny, and fire. <laughs> and you want to get a taste of it? If you're in L.A., you better, you better be there Sunday. For real. You, Join you're gonna us. See, you're gonna you're gonna feel the power, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. And if you, you follow us on the twi- uh, TikTok, on the Instagram, um, the game series, they're actually doing some really cute sketches that kind of give you a flavor of of the the zany vibe of our show. Um, so Ooh, definitely really? check it out. They post every really? day. They're really funny. But I I like should... all of them. Well, you put this up. <laughs> you, you know, I see you're an artist. Have you done any sketches yourself? Mm-hmm. 
Um, have I, I, you know, honestly, I haven't been doing um, drawing as much the last couple of years in painting because I've, I've been trying to build up my yeah. directing, but, um, but yeah, I actually, well, I have some stuff from when I was a kid. Should I just like flip my camera around? Really? You got stuck? <laughs> I love it. Because I'm in my... Oh, 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 wow. Check that I out. Hey. I'm at my parents' house, and so it's just kind of a, a museum of old paintings I've done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The parents keeping it. I love oh, it. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. Look at that book library. I can't wait to get my man cave back. Right now, I look like I'm a serial murderer in some basement, right? Look at this. Well, let me, let's play D and D, guys. Yeah. <laughs> In my garage. <laughs> Ooh. Right. Now, you guys are awesome. I love the energy for real. Um, so, a- any advice to any up and coming, specifically young ladies in the game yeah. that have mm-hmm. a, a very awesome young lady that that you know graduated from Fuster University this year, digital media arts. You know what I mean? She's kicking ass and she out there hustling, doing her thing. Like, what Aww. type of advice would you give to these young ladies now that are graduating in yeah. in these specific you know creative fields? Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think my my biggest advice that I wish I'd kind of thought, people told me and I didn't really follow it until I was older. Mm-hmm. Your in progress is good, and your mm-hmm. in progress is worth showing. Um, like people, people kind of want to see your journey. And I think it's, uh, when I was younger, I was always really worried to release stuff I was working on. Cause I was like, Oh, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not everything I think it could be. And I, I think that's kind of missing the point, right? You don't want to hold on to one piece of art for like years and years and years. You want to show, Hey, I'm working, I'm doing this. <clears throat> and once you release it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Move on and do something else because by by being prolific, that's how you get better. Um, mm. And and I, I think we're we're in a, a. I know people are still kind of mean on social media, but I think there's also a lot of positivity on <laughs> social media right now. And so I, I wouldn't be afraid to show the work that you're not so sure about. You can be honest about it. You can be like, oh, I kind of just like, I I tried this. I wasn't so sure about it, but here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, take it or leave yeah. it. Um, and I think you'll find people who are supportive and, and who are encouraging you to kind of keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be constructive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are good. some real people. There are some real people. Yeah. I, I've been lucky yeah. enough to find real people. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. there's that. Yeah. I mean, I think piggybacking on that, I would say, like, especially in the creative fields, I think we hyper identify ourselves with something like when I graduated I was like well I'm an actor so if I do anything but you know audition then people are going to think of me as a PA or they're going to think of me as this and not the thing I want them to think of me as and it's like but the best artists can do it all right or 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 should want to understand at least all of these different aspects of how um you know film and tv get made so I would say you know have no ego jump in do and try everything because you're going to learn from all of it and you're going to take that back to whatever amazing little yellow brick road you build for yourself is um so yeah just have fun and um don't worry as much about what other people think of what you're doing and just worry about like following you know your north star and your compass follow your heart always that's for sure yeah what's your maggie 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Both of them, I was like, I'm going to say this. And then Amanda <laughs> stole it. And I was like, okay, they well, stole I my life. say this. And then Lauren kind of stole it. So uh, not to beat a dead horse, uh, I, I, think, I think the other thing that I just would add on top of both of that is that just kind of, this is such a shitty thing, but it ends up being so true at the end of the day is, <laughs> is just do it. You know, it's like yeah. I have sat down and I've started so many scripts and then never finished mm-hmm. them, you know, or I've sat down and I've like come up with an idea that I'm super passionate about, but I haven't necessarily followed through and said, okay, well, let's get the team together. Let's shoot a proof of concept or let's like, you know, and with TikTok and with, with shorter form content nowadays, it's so easy mm. to film something that's 10 15, 30 seconds long that can make an impact on someone. And so I think I would encourage uh, people to to really kind of be artistic and be creative every single day. And that doesn't necessarily have to be productive. You know, I think I fall into the trap of, of having it have to always be productive and always be forwarding my career, but it doesn't have to. It can just be art that's fun you know, mm. because that's why you're going to come back to it every single day. So I'd say just do it and don't always make it productive. And if you're a femme creator and you and you live in L.A. or you don't live in L.A. and you, you want help or you want advice or you want collaboration, reach out to us. We, yeah. we love expanding our community and working yeah. with other artists. Um, yeah. Like, don't be shy. Yeah. Yeah, what I've told my daughter too, I spoke to a, a Puerto Rican uh, artist recently, and he's done a lot of art, he says, especially album art for musicians that he said, oh, cool. I grew up listening to these guys and now I'm oh. doing their cover art. Oh, I'm like, so how did you reach out? How did you, how did you even meet them? He goes, if you believe it, I just went to their website. Yep. So, so they contact us and said, hey, I happen to do this type of work. Check out my portfolio if you're looking for this mm-hmm. type of work. He goes, yo, dude, most of these people are looking for that. They just, yep. you know, don't have the time. And if you hit them yeah. up at the right time, there you go. I mean, yep. he's working, yep. like, one of his favorites, you know, he said it, like, three times. I said, damn, let me get the broom. Uh, you know, just joking, guy. Uh, but he was like, <laughs> Genesis, you know. He was working oh, with Genesis. Wow. So I'm like, yo, you know Genesis? Yeah. I'm like, absolutely, dude. He goes, yeah, man. So it's like. I've been working with them now. One of them is doing a comic book for one of the band members. So they're doing a graphic wow. novel together. So there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. What about that? When we see a graphic novel from you guys, would this be transformed if you go into any other type of platform? So you're doing the show now. Are we going to see, you know, dolls and toys and cartoons and graphic oh. novels and comics or your own line of, of gaming cards? What's going on? Come on. I'm dropping you. I want to see your own line of gaming cards. That would be cool. Absolutely. I want to see the 100%. Podcast. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, we 100% would love to make um, things that celebrate this world. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah. We're, already, it, we're already in talks with a couple of collaborators in terms of making physical, like, I, w- I won't say too much more, but making making physical yeah. Sell, um, sellable accompaniments. Yeah. <laughs> all right, there we go. So that, the, all I'm hearing is that 2023 is, is going to be popping the F off. All right. Yeah. We're going to be seeing the show. We're going to be seeing swag. We're going to see you guys at the uh, get, get an Emmy and shit. You know, right? Oh. Yes, <laughs> please. Manifest. Manifestation. <laughs> right. Lauren, oh, uh, Lorenzo, high five. Thank you. I yes. talk about manifestation for real because it's time. a real thing. So I manifest that for you guys, you know, because, you know, again, 
just the trailer alone put a big dookie smile. And I'm not the biggest D&D guy. I'm trying to learn, too. I have yeah, someone yeah. like you, Lauren, in my life that has been harassing me. Like, yo, Al, you got to play, Al. You got to. I'm like, all right, bro. But, you know, I think the, the only reason you want me to play is because you want to kill the boss. I'm going to get killed every uh, game somehow. I, I die every session. Yeah. So I, I, oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. I yeah, get so but, anxious, and then I die. But these guys will take extreme pleasure out of seeing me die. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, extreme. You know, you mm. must understand, dude. Brain sometimes it, it, it just would be such an extreme pleasure that it will get me very unhappy. I'm like, wow, I cannot play with you guys again. You know, oh. you could, I'll be like, when I was little kids, I won't play with you no more. Throw, slam my car, then go home. Mommy! Now, I really do want to try. It, it sounds like amazing fun. And even again, I'm uh, very person and seeing your trailer and seeing how they see themselves as they play is fucking hilarious to me. I love it. So, you know, oh, it, it's kind of how my work, mind works too. So, I I'm thinking. I think that a lot of people are really gonna dig this show. You, 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 you. Find that's yeah. that's needed. So, you know, before we go, uh, I want to say flowers time. Thank you, ladies, for being creative, mm-hmm. sharing your visions, your creativity with the world and us. It's very much appreciated, at least from from me, that you you, you do that and have chosen to to you know to bring joy to people. So, thank you for be, for doing that for us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, seriously. Thank you so much for for. Nah, yo, what? We're here for you guys, independent creators, awesome creators like you. Wepa, that's what this world is about: entertainment and keeping us, you know, happy with smiles. Look at the energy. Look at these days; they can't stop smiling because they 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 know that this show is gonna be popping off. Gonna make everybody happy. Gonna get energized. Gonna make you all go wepa for real. So, again, thank you. I've been showing it off. All these links are below, folks. Just follow them on TikTok. Uh, it's the game underscore series and all the individual joints all below. But the game underscore series is everywhere. In TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. All right? While it's there for now. I don't know what Elon is doing. Elon, don't <laughs> oh, yeah. up, man. I yeah. love this platform. I, it's, it's a great platform. I avoid all the nonsense. So, you know, I don't yeah. do none of the positive. I just support yeah. creators and comics. So yeah. I have the good side of it. And people, right. it's achievable. You could avoid all that if you want yeah. to. There's, you know, features. Just enjoy yeah. the platform for what it is. And Elon, don't fuck it up. All right? Good note. Good Yeah, right, right, right. And so with that, you know what to do. My auto tells you about the Comic Crusade family, but let me tell you about my extended family, Undercover Capes. Follow them everywhere because right now they got outside the panels, Swinif Crusade, you know, Old Timer Show, No Price Podcast, you know, K-pop Cosmos. They even talk about K-pop. You know what I mean? We we cover it it all. All right? So it's fun. Exactly. I have amazing people and amazing teams. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for hanging out. Maggie, Lauren, and Amanda, a big web pipe, and much love. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Web Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 